great song i'll be here worshiping all of the days of my life i'll be here bowing down all of the days of my life oh uh, is always always a blessing uh thank you for that amazing song thank you for uh for releasing yourself to be used that much let's just say a word of prayers father we thank you for today thank you father for this opportunity to learn at your feet we ask lord that no matter the situation we keep worshiping no matter what the devil is trying to put on our ways we keep worshiping give us that grace in the name of jesus speak to us today in the name of jesus in jesus name we pray amen amen okay yeah so thank you very much everybody for always always tuning in uh, always joining us on uh, we're now on facebook so uh, so we're on facebook we are on instagram live and definitely on zoom so thank you very much for everything thank you for joining us so uh quick one Good ghetto. Thank you guys for uh, Instagram viewers. Thank you for joining. So quick one, uh, chapter 16. Uh, lovely chapter. Uh, because I had, to, I had to put a poll out on my uh, on my WhatsApp uh, status today. And quite a number of people have been re reacting, this, that, 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 that. Uh, that was, was Paul trying to do his service. And I did that on purpose because I know the uh, new generation Christian, uh, we are, there's a lot of other Pauline scholars, myself included, included. So we wouldn't want anything to touch our Paul. So when I asked, uh, some, some of my friends uh, reacted immediately. I know Paul was not being partial, Paul was not doing that and things like that. So for those of you that saw that, and I think uh, the, the uh, uh, notification I sent out also had that. So I've got a number of uh, <laughs> a number of interesting uh, comments on that. But let's go to chapter 16 because it's a very, 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 very uh, interesting chapter that I'll, 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 I'm looking forward to, to you, uh, sharing with you. Uh, so this is coming from, you know, last week we talked about Paul, um, uh, who was having issues with um, uh, Paul was having issues with John Mark because uh, according to him, John Mark uh, abandoned them, uh, and I would I would have I would I would also have done probably the same thing if I was in uh, Paul's shoes. Uh, maybe I would have done the same thing. Uh, Paul, John Mark, uh, uh, they, they were supposed to go to a particular I mean go on a missionary journey together. Maybe the guy was just tired. You know, Paul is a, uh, how will I call it now? Paul is a workaholic, uh, like some, some of our leaders. So Paul is a workaholic. Maybe John Mark just looked at it like, this guy is, you know, uh, your, your own is too much. So maybe his own is too much. And John Mark was like, ah, I'm not doing it again. So uh, now Barnabas wanted Paul to go with John Mark. Uh, then John, uh, uh, Paul, they had a very sharp, Bible says they had a very sharp uh, uh, misunderstanding, I mean, for, for, for it to be recorded in the Bible. So you understand, so it was a very uh, 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 
It was a great one. So they had a sharp misunderstanding and it led to their separation. Uh, was Paul right? Was Paul wrong? Uh, that's a that's a debate for another time or for another day. Uh, but that's that's not what I'm uh, going to talk about today. So that was the background of of the closing of of, of last week's chapter. Uh, so now Paul was on his second missionary journey, and uh, let me just give a brief so that when we are reading to be fast. Uh, so Paul was on his second missionary journey here, uh, and. Timothy was come along. Uh, he met Timothy. Uh, I mean, young guy, sharp guy. Everybody wants a, a young man uh, on their team. So, I mean, young sharp guys who, who will help you. Number, I mean, this this shows two things. Uh, Paul Paul actually missed uh, John Mark. Uh, John Mark should have. I mean, he should have been part of this. So Paul missed John Mark, which we need to know that for a fact. Uh, and then secondly, because something happened, uh, Paul asked them to uh, to join them. I mean, asked uh, Timothy to join them in the journey and things like that. And uh, the Bible says he had to circumcise Timothy. And this is very significant for me because uh, a lot of people of the opinion that you know Paul was a grace master, Paul was the one talking about grace, Paul was the one talking about uh don't pretend in front of the Jews or Gentiles, don't do this. So I'm kind of um shall I say worried, not worried, but I'll be surprised that uh Almighty Paul in quotes, Almighty in quotes, uh had to uh want to satisfy a group of people circumcised or ensured let me say first ensured that Timothy was circumcised okay let's just read it so that's just going to be one of the uh backgrounds I'm going to be uh, sharing with so let's go Paul first I'm, I'm reading from from the NLT uh and for those of us on Facebook and on Zoom so I'm sharing the screen so that you can see the exact um uh, translation I'm reading from so I'm doing the NLT. So let's go. Chapter 16, verse 1 of the book of Acts. Paul went first to Debbie and then to Lystra, where there was a young disciple called Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was Greek. So Timothy was a mixed breed. Uh, and I think it's going to be like quite a number of people on this on this platform. Uh, half cast or you're even born by African parents, or you, you're living abroad, and things like that. So he was neither here nor there. I mean, he had that mixed up. And look at that. This is very significant. Timothy was was well thought of by believers in Lystra and Iconium. Remember that Paul had been in Iconium two chapters ago. So Paul wanted him to join join them on their journey. In difference to the Jews in the area, Paul arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before the left, for everyone knew that his father was Greek. Okay, I thought Paul was, okay, let me, I want to read several, because that uh, uh, NLT say indifference to the Jews. So uh, I'm looking at, uh, okay, let's look at KJV, KJV verse three. It says, Paul wanted the man to go with him and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts. 
but they knew they all knew his father was a Greek. So Timothy was 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 in a dilemma here. I mean, he believed in he believed in Yahweh, he believed in Jehovah, he believed Jesus. Uh, he believed Jesus was Lord, he believed Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, but his his background is still speaking. His background is still is still chasing him. Now his background is chasing him in the in the sense that everybody knew his father was Greek, even though his mother was Jewish, and he was well spoken of. Everybody speak good things about him. He's been practicing the faith. Nobody said he was doing anything wrong. But because his father was Greek, and this is something he never chose. This is something I mean, all of us, none of us choose our parents. So he had to be first because of the Jews, because, and I mean, the book of Acts is just telling us that some things, are, uh, maybe some of the things that we, we some of the uh, uh, lights, we saw people like Paul uh, and Co. Maybe, maybe that light was not 100% uh, correct, because in all fairness, I, I would have thought that Paul would have said to hell with two people, uh, how will someone who has given his life, who has given his deliver, how will you expect the person to sacrifice? Because that was what we thought uh, Paul, who we thought Paul is. Those are the things that we thought Paul would do. I mean, uh, one of my friends still told me today that after all, Paul, um, Paul, uh, 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 when Peter was was pretending, I mean, when Peter was doing high service, when he was eating with the Jews and when I mean with the Gentiles, when the Jews came, he had to he had to uh, do as if uh, I mean pretend and do as if he was not eating with them, and we will crucify Peter from now till eternity. And I just looked at it, but why did Paul do this? I mean, why would Paul give a damn what I mean? Why would Paul bother? But look at it. Number one, one of my, I mean, we had, I had a discussion with someone today and we had a great time. And number one, one of the, those things is Paul just wanted to go on this journey. So no need, no need for issues. Let's not, let's not just cause any unnecessary, uh, uh, like this. that we say in my, in my local palace, uh, in the, in the Southwest Nigeria, no need to shalaye. Shalaye means no need for explanation, no need for unnecessary explanation. Mm -hmm. Just do it and let's go. Uh, but I hope we'll be able to get to a place where I can refer to why Peter did what he did and why Paul did what he did uh, when Peter was uh, did as if he wasn't eating with the Gentiles. But let's go ahead. So Paul had to um, Paul had to do had to enforce I mean force Timothy to be circumcised uh, because of the Jews. I mean so that I can please those those guys because everybody knew who his father was. And um, some of us are uh, either enjoying or suffering who our father was, uh, despite the fact that his mom was was Jew Jewish, but because his father was Greek, he had to be forced to be circumcised. Let's go ahead. Even though the message they want to go and preach, watch this. And they went to from town to town, instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. What is this decision? We just read about it last week. Last week we treated this. They wanted the, the Gentiles to be circumcised by fire by force to follow the laws of Moses in order to be saved. Now they are going from town to town. So the apostles said, no, it's not necessary. Just don't do this. Don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. Don't um, uh, 
do sexual immoralities and this and that, just those things, forget circumcision. And they're about to go and preach that message. And before they go to preach that message, Paul had to circumcise someone. Uh, and um, in discussing with one of my one of my mentors uh, a couple of hours ago, uh, he told me something. See, there are some times that um, some of our leaders do some things, and we, as uh, as believers, we we as younger people we want to criticize them. This is what they should have done. Should have done it better. Should have been better than this. And because you have not really walked in their shoes, it's going to be difficult uh, to to you not walk in their shoes. You can criticize from outside. Uh, I mean, so even though Paul was going to be preaching the same message, he had to make sure he circumcised the person who was coming, who was going with. So at times, um, change is gradual. I think this is just a very important lesson I learned here. Change is gradual. It doesn't have to be uh, all of a sudden. It doesn't have to be boom. There are times that, yeah, you still, even though this is where you're going, you still need to, uh, should I use the word diplomatic? Although we, we use that word loosely now to mean that you have to tell lies. Uh, so what, if you're not using that light, you may need to be diplomatic because change is gradual. Change is very gradual. So let's go next. So the uh, verse four. They went from, okay, yeah, verse five now. So the church, the churches were strengthened in their faith and next Paul and Silas traveled through. So uh, the Bible says, let's just, because of time, uh, I want to get, because there are several places they wanted to go uh, and they, the, the, the Holy Spirit was stopping them from going. And I mean, this is just direction. I, I wish Christians can be directed this much these days. Uh, okay, next Paul and Silas travel through the area of uh, Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed to the north province of Bithia. Uh, but again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go in there. So instead, they went through the through Mysia to the seaport of trials. Now look at this. The Bible says the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit didn't allow them to go and preach in the province of Asia at that time. So there's something about timing with God. It may be a good thing, but it may be a wrong time. May we be misdirected in Jesus' name. So that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece standing there, pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. We boarded a boat at Troas and sailed straight across the island of this, and next day we landed at Neopolis. From there, we reached Philippi, a major city in the district, and on Sabbath, uh, we went outside the riverbank, we taught the people prayers, and we sat down, and on and on. So, okay, now look at this, verse 14. One of them was Lydia from Piatria, a merchant in expensive purple clothes who worshipped God. She listened to us. The Lord opened her heart. She accepted what Paul was saying. She was baptized along with the other members of her household. And she asked us to be the guest, to be our guest. If you agree that I'm a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. She urged us once you will agree. Now look at this. This is a, um, if you want to use 
for those of us who grew up in Lagos, uh, I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. There is this is like uh, one of the women in that is like co market. Uh, I mean, the Bible says she deals in expensive uh, clothes. She deals with expensive purple in it, and purple in those days is royalty. So she deals with kings. She's the cream de la cream of the country. I mean, of 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 the of the land. And the Lord saved her soul. So the gospel is not just meant for the poor. I mean, we said at the beginning of the of the study of the book that the people, the church, the early church had people who had lands and properties to sell and bring the money to the church. So it's not just for paupers. So look at this. This lady, Lydia, uh, and she was hospitable. She urged them immediately that they should come. So let's just go ahead. Um, so one day, verse 16, one day we're going down to the place of prayer. We met a demon-possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. But hold on. She was demon-possessed. Now, I've said this over and over in several of my teachings that God is the Lord of hosts. He's not the Lord of angels. He's not the Lord of the good guys. I mean, a demon-possessed demon possessed girl understood the fact that these people are saying the truth. <laughs> and the demon is spreading good news. Okay, I, 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 let me just touch this briefly. I'm not going to really dwell much on it. Um, there was a time that uh, they were saying, people were saying things like um, some particular, a particular version of the scripture was being published by Satan, by someone who believes in Satan and this and that and that. Yeah, but for me, I just look at that. If God himself can speak and Satan listens, eh, God can use Satan to spread the gospel. I mean, I mean if God, if a, a demon-possessed girl is shouting that these are the men of God and they are coming to tell you how to be saved, so if it is Satan that is now printing the Bible, a particular version of the Bible, and it is going to be used to be saved, I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of hosts. It's using, I mean, he can use anything to, for, his, for his purpose. So she was shouting, I mean, she was actually evangelizing with them. Uh, so, so what happened? You know, let's, our, our God Paul now, what did, he, what did he say? This went on day after day until Paul got exasperated. Give us... 18. I want us to look at that because uh, why would Paul why would Paul do that? Why? Why 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 is it necessary? Okay, let me read it. Um, I want to read in several other versions so that we can see. Um, so this continued day day on until God until Paul was greatly annoyed. KJV says, Paul being grieved. So it was out of annoyance that Paul did what he did. So but let's look at what he birthed. So God, Paul got annoyed and turned to the demon and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And instantly it left her. Okay. Her masters, let me just paraphrase the, 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 the verse because of time. Please start typing your questions uh, because we're going to go into a popular, the popular Paul and Silas story. Uh, of praising them, we end the study. So please start, start having your questions. So this went on there until God, Paul got annoyed and he said he should come. Our masters of wealth, our masters' hopes of wealth were now shattered 
They grab Paul and Silas, drag them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of the Jews. They shouted to the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. The mob quickly gather against Paul and Silas. The city officials ordered that they be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. I mean, are there no leaders like this these days? You didn't even allow the other, you didn't even allow them to speak in their defense. But okay, that was a bad judgment. But would that would that have happened if Paul hadn't uh, unknowingly reacted? Uh, and the issue is that the, the, the spirit listened, the spirit obeyed, and went out of the girl, even though Paul Paul spoke out of annoyance. So even though the process was wrong, but the spirit really still obeyed. And that's something about leaders that we should, in fact, I'm doing a course on leadership and it's really, really uh, interesting. Even though the leader was wrong, he shouldn't have done that out of annoyance, but the, the demon still obeyed. <laughs> the demon still listened. It was the, so now this happened and they accused them falsely. Uh, and imagine uh, city officials who were judges just heard one side of the story and reacted. A lot of leaders are like this. A lot of people are like this. They just hear one side of a story and um, that's all they need to react. Uh, I think we should learn from this. So they were flogged, they were beaten. I mean, they were stripped and beaten, disgraced. Uh, okay, so, uh, and something about the mob is, this is a city that they've been preaching, healing the sick, raising the dead, I mean, healing the sick, doing miracles. Even despite that, because I've looked at it in several places uh, in the book of Acts, that they just the apostles just did something good, and before you before it, it just needs one person to lead a mob, to lead a rebellion, and before you know the Bible, you say a mob gathered. Even in the in the city whereby the Bible says the whole city gathered to come and listen to them a week after, some people who were jealous of their of what they've been doing rose up, and the same people who've been listening to them became a mob. That's why you should be very, very careful of, of comrades, or what do I call them now? Constituents or comrades. They're not in your corner. They're just coming for what they will get from you. It just takes a little bit of another, a, a one leader to just come and the same people that have been coming to say rank candidate, that have been coming to say, hey, all hail, all hail, pastor, all hail, Mr. ABC. Those same people will come back and be a mob. It's the same city. So um, they were severely beaten. Uh, uh, beaten. Verse 23, they were severely beaten and were thrown into the prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon, clamped their feet in stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly a massive earthquake. We know that story. Now, a number of things here. Uh, despite that they were wrong, they shouldn't have done what they did, or maybe they shouldn't have done it in the way they did it. Um, the, the Lord still heard them. The prison door still opened. They weren't, they weren't even praying for release. The Bible says they were just praying and singing, and singing hymns. Some other versions said they were singing hymns. And that's something. God knows how to work things out. God knows how to work things out, no matter what, what situation we are in. And watch this, um, okay? So 
Around midnight, there was uh, there was an earthquake. The prison door was shaking to its foundation, and all the doors were immediately flung open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Now, the difference between the Peter's experience and this experience, but this is about worshiping God. Even the prisoners who didn't believe in Yahweh, they did not they were just listening. Their own chains fell off. Peter, the church was praying for him. His own chain fell off, and he, he was delivered. His own door opened and was delivered. Paul and Silas were praying and singing. The fact that the prisoners in that whole prison, the fact that Paul and Silas were there, the prisoner in the whole prison yard got their freedom. Their own chains fell off. All the doors were open. And look at this. I mean, I mean, no, Paul is just someone, uh, he, the man is something else. And uh, uh, suddenly, when the, after the prisoner were opened, the jailer woke up to see that the prison doors were opened. He assumed that prisoner has, has escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. Now, if you understand, if you remember when we did, uh, studied the, the Peter's escape, when Herod saw that Peter had escaped, he killed all the guards. So that was a practice here. Prisoner escaped, guards are dead. Uh, unlike this part of the world whereby a prisoner escapes, like even the guard can help the prisoner to escape. So, uh, so now Paul shouted at to him, "Stop! Don't kill yourself. We are all here." The jailer immediately called for light, ran into the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. May your jailers come to tremble before you in the name of Jesus. That's, that's turnaround, like complete supernatural turnaround. The person that was supposed to torment them now came and said, what should I, let's just read on. Let's, I mean, uh, they brought, then he brought them out. Sirs, what should I, what must I do to be saved immediately? This is just message of salvation immediately. What should I do to be saved? Immedi I mean, there's nothing else uh, to say or do about this. Um, and they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved and everyone in the household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all in his household. Uh, even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them, washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them out into his house, set a meal before them, uh, and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. The next morning, the city official sent the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. Why would they let them go now? Because now they've not even known that they were that they were um, Jews or not, but they were already saying, oh, let this, they were already saying they should, they should be let go. So why would they, why should they let them go, in my own opinion? Why should they, why should they let them go? But let, let's just let's just go on. Um, so the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said they should, you and Silas should, should are free to leave, go in peace. But Paul replied, they are publicly beating us without a trial and put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. Now, this is where, okay, let's, let's let, me, let me finish reading it now. So I'll just so that my explanation can be once. We are Roman uh, citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly, certainly not. Tell, let them come themselves and release us. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed, alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail, apologized to them. They brought them out and begged them to leave the city. When Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers and encouraged them once more. And they left the town. Now, look at this. If they had allowed a trial, a proper trial to go on, they will have known that they were Roman citizens. So, see, don't just, for, as leaders, we shouldn't just follow the mob. 
don't just be like um a typical god a particular god in your in one of your, your yoruba gods uh they said he's the first person that gets to him that's uh that's that is right so the name of the god is Obun. that so even if you committed murder and you're the first to go and meet Obun, Obun will support you against the person you kill and the bible says he you you concludes from the witness of one person is a fool. So that's why I always say that Ogun is a fool. The Bible says, though, I mean, some people just came, angry mob just came. Don't let's be em- those kind of emotional leaders that whatever people just tell us, it will just come and tell you something and you don't find out and you just believe and you start reacting. I mean, people can lie. Aside lying, I mean, there are other things that people can do. They may just want to get you into trouble, not as I just lying uh, for their own purpose. They may want to get you into trouble. So we need to be careful as leaders. We need to be careful. Don't just don't just react uh, to anything. People just say this and just uh, swing into action. Had they been a little bit patient, they would have understood that these are Romans and this fear will not have been there. And but my own now is that why will Paul be bragging with his Roman citizenship? And we have. Uh, it's just being a Roman at that time is like being an American. I mean, you can just walk into any country and say, you want to jail me? I'm an American. I mean, everybody will be, will be, will be, will be shaking. So, and some of us are, will see that as pride these days. I mean, Paul was bragging about his Roman citizenship. was bragging about it. Uh, there was even a time, a particular, uh, okay, in a couple of chapters when he was jailed and he appealed to Caesar. Uh, and the guard now heard that, oh, he's a Roman citizen. The guy like, wow, it cost me so much money to buy my own Roman citizenship. So, which means naturalization had been seized. Uh, like, you know, you can get a contract and just pay be a citizen. But Paul said, no, 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 I, I'm a born Roman. Like, uh, we're different, like, uh, I mean, levels. So if Paul could brag about what he's got, I mean, Christians, it's not pride. If God has helped you, God has blessed you, uh, I mean, if and he's going to uh, uh, enhance the cause of the gospel. It is not pride. For instance, if a medical doctor uh, and your services are needed, you don't have to. You have to come to the back and say, "No, I don't want them to now be a doctor." It's not pride. You went to medical school. You graduated as if you had MBBS or whatever in the whatever it's called in your country. You had you to say you're a, a medical doctor is not pride. I mean, it's, you're a doctor. You're a doctor. So, uh, God will help us in Jesus' name. Let me see if there are questions. Any questions on Instagram? Uh, okay, Zoom, there's no question. Let's see Facebook if there are questions. Please drop a question. Uh, nothing on Facebook. Okay, Instagram, question. Okay, thank you very much. I'll send the podcast out as usual. Uh, and we will, uh, we can take the conversation for, further from there. Thank you so much for always tuning in. Uh, let's just see a word of prayers. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, I thank you for all you've seen, all you've all, all we've seen and purpose. We ask, Lord, that the grace to keep singing, the grace to keep worshiping, even when we're in deepest dungeons, give it to us in the name of Jesus. And everyone in the dungeon right now, I ask that you're free in the name of Jesus. Your chains, your stocks will get loose in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. See you. Uh, next week. Bye.